to Muse on the Mic, episode two. I'm Riley. I'm Emily. And we're so glad to have you guys here again. Make sure you guys hit like and subscribe. And find us on our Patreon. That's where all of the more juicy episodes will be landing soon. Our first couple episodes will definitely be here on YouTube. I'm excited to jump in today, Rye. We've got some really exciting dramatics to talk about. We do. I think they're all going to be dramatic, but... Um, I think we need to start at the beginning, like at the very beginning. Yes, definitely. Um, our early years as business owners, body rub owners um, in a very cutthroat industry was an adventure to say the least and terrifying to say the most. <laughs> yep. There were so many crazy things that happened. And I think where we're going to start off today is absolutely perfect. I do too. Okay. So to start everyone off that is not familiar with our industry, we own Muse Massage Spa. It is a body rub parlor in Toronto, Canada. And there are a few different things about the licensing and legalities of how our business operates that I think are really important for context. So Right. If you don't mind, if I take the mic for a bit, I'm going to explain a little bit. Absolutely. Go ahead. <laughs> In Toronto, there are 25 licensed body rub parlors. They are licensed and legal to be exactly what they are. The happy ending rub and tug massage. And just like a strip club is licensed to be a strip club or a casino is licensed to be a casino. That is what our licensing is. And there is also a subsector, let's call it of other spas that own a holistic license, which is supposed to be things like aromatherapy, shiatsu, reiki, hot stone, those kind of things. Um, but there's loopholes in the bylaws. And so people operate as a body rub parlor under a holistic license. And when Muse started out, when we were looking for our location and to start off this, this company and this whole experiment, we started off under a holistic license. It was much more affordable at the time and made things possible for new business owners like ourselves to kind of get out the gate and start up. And originally, the plan and the goal was always to maintain being holistic. Riley, do you remember those times, those humble moments when we were holistic all together? Yeah. I mean, I think it's I think it's important to note too. Um, you know, shame on us, but we did misuse the license, right? Mm -hmm. um, just to give like clarity to this backstory. Um, we absolutely were misusing it. And um, we thought, we, I mean, there's people out there that have done it for years and we thought we could do the exact same um, until we weren't able to. Right. And that's where the drama begins, right? <laughs> so to bring everyone up to speed on what we're kind of hinting at, it was our two-year anniversary. So we first opened in June, on the 3rd of June in 2009. So fast forward to June 2011. We had existed as a holistic parlor. We were very loud, rather cocky. <laughs> yep. We had big plans most of which either were intended to send shockwaves or just resulted in shockwaves through the industry, which for the most part is a very male-dominated industry and owners, again, for the most part at that time especially, that had existed in the industry as business owners for a very long time. We were definitely the rookies in a 
sea of veterans in that regard. Um, and so there we were on our second anniversary, <laughs> throwing a party, which we love to do. We love throwing our big open houses, which are kind of mix and mingle events, um, totally outside the box and against the grain for your standard rub and tug antics. And I mean, these parties, which still exist um, mm -hmm. each year on our birthday, um, they're they're literally, you know, a birthday celebration. Like we would have, you know, balloons and happy birthday streamers across the front door. Like it was Muse's <laughs> birthday. And I think to a lot of other owners that were rightfully paying to be body rub parlors, um, they looked at it like we were operating as one. We were being loud and out there and obnoxious and, like you said, cocky at times mm. um, and and not having to pay for it. We were using it as, a, you know, being a holistic at the time. So it ruffled a lot of feathers. People were not happy with kind of how out there we were. Absolutely. And I think um, the name of the game was such even more so for holistic owners, because the point was to be more hush about it. The point was to be using that license under the radar, misusing that license. Um, what some of our audience doesn't know is that I used to work in the business and I worked in holistic parlors all the time. That That's the only ones I worked in. And so the rule of thumb was just that you never really mentioned or discussed the fact that, oh, by the way, we do body rub services. So it was very standard to just do that. And yet... <laughs> Here we were being absolutely obnoxiously, fantastically loud and proud. We were on the radio. We were doing events in person. We were introducing new things left and right, changing the aesthetics, changing the interior venue, changing, just changing the whole thing. <laughs> in, in an otherwise really kind of stale industry, like as, as exciting as the industry is, you know, they've been doing the same things for a long time. And then here comes us and we just wanted to change it all. Well, that was part of our original like whole purpose for doing this, right? It was, it can't there be something better or different or more mm -hmm. innovative, more up to speed um, instead of kind of the staleness, like how, and also the challenge of how do you reinvent the wheel at the same time, right? Because yeah. it's, it's a rub and tug. We rub and we tug and we sell time. That's all we do. Right. <laughs> And yet here we are still, check out episode one, reinventing the wheel, coming up with new stuff. So we we love to do that. We love to push the envelope that way. And envelope we pushed. I remember specifically to celebrate, you and I decided to go out for lunch. Mm -hmm. And across the street from our Toronto location is this pub, the freaking fiddle, whatever thing it is. Um we still go. We still go and I still don't know what it's called. <laughs> Um, so we went to go have our, our boss dinner and have a little toast. Cheers to, to celebrate the whole, the whole two year accomplishment. Really. We were pretty pumped and pretty excited and we love the drinks and the food. So we were like, let's go to the Bergen. And I remember just feeling like we were floating on a cloud when we walked in and got our table. I remember sitting in the booth where we can literally directly see the building in front of ours from out the window. So we're like right close to home as we do this. Yeah. We order our food, we're chit-chatting, doing our usual stuff. And moments before the food hits the table, my phone rang. It was the spa. I ignored it because we're having lunch. They, I said, we'll be back in like an hour. We're busy, right? And then your phone rang <laughs> and you ignored it too. And then my phone rang again. <laughs> and then my yeah. phone rang again. And at that point, we just had to obviously answer the phone. 
And it was literally, I remember like the plates hit the table (laughs) as I'm on the phone. And our manager at the time was like, you guys have to get here immediately. There are like 15 cops and bylaw officers here. Get here, stat. Yes. My heart starts to race to selling the story. I think my hands are like sweating all over again. It was it was terrifying and like shocking. We'd never experienced anything like this before. So I mean, we get occasional inspections and visits to check licenses, just like um, just like you get pulled over at the side of the road to check if people you know are drinking or something. Like it's a standard check. Uh, this this was no standard situation. So we never got to eat. I think we threw down some cash and like ran out the door. And I don't know if you remember, but I certainly remember walking back into that spa. Do you remember the scene? I do. I do. I think the clients were kind of um, put in the, were they in the lobby or in the hallway? Um, they were no, in, the sorry, lobby. in the lobby. Um, girls lined up in the hall and we were like, we were walking into, you know, school hauled into the principal's office in our office which is a quite you know a pretty small room with I believe it was three gentlemen and ourselves and it was the nightmare began what what we thought was this smooth sailing ride and we're in business and things are going great and we're celebrating it was like black cloud over our heads everything was changing absolutely I remember my heart like feeling like it was in the pit of my stomach immediately hopped on a call to our lawyer who conveniently had just moved up the street from us from way downtown. And he was able to come flying over really, really quickly. And I remember specifically as we were sitting with those three, they were bylaw officers, like almost unable to hear them because all I could hear was the sound of my own heartbeat. <laughs> right. Like boom, 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 like throbbing in my ears. And we're like, what the F is happening right now? And so luckily lawyer got there really, really quick. And he was able to come in and kind of manage, I don't know, conversation really, lead the, lead the discussion because we were dumbfounded. And these officers laid some pretty heavy information, heavy news on us. That was something that we didn't have much choice but to do. I don't know if you want to tell everybody, right? I'm so nervous. I'm sweating. Essentially, I know it brings you right back. Um, I mean, essentially we were told... We are operating as a body rub and we better find a license. And I, I don't know if you included this in the backstory, but there are only 25 licenses in the city of Toronto and they are all occupied. So to find a license isn't just as simple as going to the city. You have to convince or find someone that's selling at whatever astronomical price they choose to put on that. So we knew that when when they were saying, you know, find a license or we are going to shut you down. There were a lot of tears. I'm not much or I wasn't much of a crier back then. There were tears. <laughs> it, it was like our entire livelihood was going to be flushed, like literally down the toilet. I know it was it was very like um, life flashing before your eyes kind of moment. Yeah. And no prior experience on what this meant for us or any like precedent or or reference of even other parlors that we could be like oh my god this happened to so and so I remember it or you know anything like that it we were just so green and so scared and cried a lot as well I remember going home bawling my eyes out for like days afterwards um and like you said like the purchase price for a body rub license a grandfathered license that you're buying from another probably flourishing business um is is no small expense to say the least and we had just 
gotten out of debt. Just. I remember specifically that very same day in the morning, we had just done our first renovation and expansion. We expanded into the back portion with two additional rooms and a huge staff room. Um, And we had handed our contractor our final check that morning before this all went down. So here we were plunked with this like situation of do or die. And now we were looking at an expense, like you said, where the, the, they're so expensive to buy. I mean, the most expensive one I'd ever heard was 1.1 mil. Um, right. I think the lowest was like almost two, two k, two hundred k. And so, like, Those more F bomb, right? Right. Did not have, could not afford. There's no like even plan to go there in, in any sense or or form. Like it was, we were so thrilled to be renovated and expanded because we were busy and and all of that kind of stuff. We were just happy it was two years. We just wanted to yeah. have lunch. <laughs> we wanted our Caesars. We wanted some white wine. We wanted our appetizers that we love at this one place and like make it easy peasy. And it ended up being devastating. And I remember our lawyer being more stern than I had ever seen him before, not with us, but just with the situation, discussing with these bylaw enforcement officers, trying to kind of like not negotiate, but like wiggle the terms a little bit or like, guys, like, what is this kind of thing? And I think it was the next day we were told we had to come to their main head office down on the Esplanade downtown. And From my knowledge, I had worked in the industry for years. From my knowledge at that point, I was about 10 years in. I'd never heard of a place on the Esplanade. I was like, what in Area 51 are you talking about? Because that makes no sense. Like, you're in Mortimer and Coxwell. What what are you talking about? Like, then you guys moved to Queen Street. Like, what is, what Esplanade where? And I remember our lawyer's tone being extremely serious about this meeting. Like, the fact that we got called to the Esplanade was, like, the most dramatic in high intensity, like guys, this is no joke. And we were terrified, terrified. I I remember that day, like it was yesterday too. It was cold and dreary. And so was the mood. In the meantime, we had been starting to start like searching around for a license to obviously purchase, right? Like we had to find one and we were striking out left and right. Like it, it was actually terrifying for a while. Nobody, none of the big players wanted to sell, obviously. And it seemed like at that time, none of the small ones wanted to budge either. Well, um, and I think I think a lot of the big players were quite the reason we were in the situation we were in. So of course they're not going to sell to us, but that's kind of getting into the, the cattiness <laughs> of the industry and the hate against us. But absolutely. We learned very quickly at the Esplanade that that's exactly what had happened. And so while we were scrambling around trying to find a license to purchase, because moral of the story was that we had to, we didn't really have a choice in the matter. We had this 90-day timeline that we were up against. So we go down to the Esplanade. I remember us both being in like probably more corporate attire than we'd been in a very long time. There was like dress pants and suit jackets and all the things. And walking into this very strange looking uh, office, you could tell it was strictly offices. There was no licensing or like helping the public kind of function like the places that we've been used to when we go to renew our license and such. And we walk into this boardroom and sit at this godforsaken table. (laughs) I'm still so salty about it. (laughs) (laughs) And I remember like, I think I was here, you were here, and lawyer was on the other side of you, if I remember correctly. And the supervisor's supervisor or whatever 
came into the room and smacked down a stack of manila folders that was probably yay high. It was a good foot and a half, maybe two feet tall. Yeah. And both of us just looked at each other like, what's going on? What, what did they do? What's, what is this? Yeah. Like, and I, I remember our, our employer's face being absolutely befuddled because he has no idea what's happening. This has never happened before. He's like, a, he had told us he'd never even had an owner come down to this place. He had barely been in this Esplanade place. <laughs> yeah. And then this stack of papers. And he was like, what in God's name is going on? Like what on earth is happening right now? And I remember opening the top of the file folder, the very top one, and just flipping page after page. And it was everything from printouts of our website, printouts of online reviews, printouts of online fake news and tabloid stuff that had been posted about us, posted about us personally, professionally, all of the things. And for the further we went, the scarier it got. There was paparazzi photos, in essence. It was as if a private investigator or somebody with like one of those scope cameras had been following us. There was photos of you getting in your car in the parking lot. There was photos of me at the bus stop at the time I took the bus. That's how new and green we were. There was po- like pictures of me at the bus stop in front of my house. It was terrifying it seemed like everything we tried to do someone had been following us and taking photos and submitted this entire file uh, uh, to licensing and I remember the supervisor telling us that he was like some of your competitors absolutely hate you are out to get you and your only saving grace is get a body rub license yeah it was a tough day and I remember (laughs) even the walk back to the car to the parking garage again i believe there were tears and i remember our lawyer he's such a sweet guy at times he's still our lawyer um, like literally consoling us because we thought this was it and you know he started hunting because he he does know people in the industry you know who can we turn mm-hmm. to who's selling let's try to find something which you know i had faith that you know maybe he could pull something off but even if he did where is this money coming from You know, like whatever price they put on this license, how will we afford it? It was so dramatic and so terrifying and unexpected. I remember that walk back afterwards. And I'm usually the more emotional one between the two of us. And I remember being so angry and so shocked by it all. I just remember walking really, really fast. I think I was way ahead of you guys for a while, just like down the street. And like, we had to go into the parking garage where we had parked. And I remember our lawyer kind of calling after me being like, Emily, come here, like, come here. What's going on? Like, this isn't like you. Cause I'm normally loud and we'll say how I feel about something. And I didn't speak in that meeting. I didn't say anything on that walk home. I was just fuming. Like if it was a cartoon, there was smoke coming out my ears as tears just rolled down my face. <laughs> and he just hugged me and I crumbled. Like when someone says, it's okay. And then they hug you and you're like, Meh! and I burst into a million tears and I will never forget that hug. It was so comforting and needed and such like a like business aside kind of moment. It was just, he was, he saw since human beings, like really scared and really upset um and wanted to make sure that we knew he had our back and that everything would be okay and so on and so forth 
meanwhile, he had no answers for the things that we needed answers to at the time. Like, where are we going to get this license? Where are we going to get that money? It was a wild, wild experience. And obviously we're here 14 years in the podcast later. Right. <laughs> but the story it. actually, it gets crazier from there. The next three months to run out that 90 day clock was so messed up and so much, pardon my French, but like fuckery, so many shenanigans and, and things done to us and to stop us and to block us and to slander us and all like we are the original victims of fake news hands down before it had a name as well as doxing before doxing had a name in our industry we just called it being outed which is absolutely life-threatening for anyone in this industry and the amount of things that happened from like that esplanade meeting (laughs) onward until october was just the most petrifying edge of your seat could barely sleep nail biting intense like time of I think my whole life especially as a business owner but I think even in my professional life altogether and I mean maybe we should save some for episode three (laughs) Um, once we get into the rest but at that point you know as we continued forward it became evidently clear our haters our competitors wanted us to be taken down and I think we forgot to mention there is even opening there was a bet placed amongst them of how soon we would be closed. So it, they, they certainly were on a mission. And as we kind of develop in this story, which I think we should save a bit for, for the next episode, um, it became very clear that's exactly what was happening. Absolutely. I forgot about the bet. I know. I, re- I remember thinking at the time, it was almost like when like your, your office friends mark the calendar to bet when like your baby's going to come. Yeah. Or something. And it was like literally people laying bets on what day was going to be us belly up and Muse was going to be a big failure. Hi, friends. <laughs> We're still here. Love you. Kisses. <laughs> you know, I, I think as we've matured and we've gone on this journey, first of all, we don't panic about things like we used to. We're a little more timid about some things and yet give no Fs about others. Like there are some things where yeah. you can't ruffle my feathers with stupid comments or you know what's posted on the internet I mean this morning alone there was stuff on the internet that was completely false about us there was like four different things before 11 a.m and I like whatever (laughs) but the the difference now is you send it to me with like the laughing emoji opposed to the crying emoji like (laughs) we don't have time for this shit (laughs) so true those things used to keep talking about us I mean, it's the, the standard thing, like all press is good press, right? Yeah. And the more people pay attention, the better it is for everyone. I honestly believe that our competitors put us on the map in ways we never could. Absolutely. <laughs> it's true. Some of the best money they've ever wasted. And I think that part is absolutely awesome. Um, and continuously for 14 years, the attacks never stop. It, it's continuous. It's at least you know, once a week we find out something, once a month we find out something else, some other shit goes down. Like it, it's, it's well, listen with, with Patreon starting now they're going to be paying us because they're going to want to hear, they're going to want to continue with the hate. So sign up, pay me. I love it. On that note, everybody join the Patreon at patreon.com backslash muse on the mic. You can also find us on all social media, which will be linked in the description. Follow on instagram and tiktok and all the good things subscribe to the youtube channel and put on that post notification so you know every time we put up a new post i think we'll leave it there right <laughs> i think so 
See you next time. See you next time.